0: This is Pixelated Audio Music Disc Volume 3, featuring GC Clusters Music Disc Volume 7, Wado Agaki no Mizumashi Tokushu.
1: Welcome back to the bi-weekly Video Game Music and Retro Gaming Podcast, Pixelated Audio.
0: I'm James and this is Brian. What's up? Today we are diving into our third volume of our Music Disc Series. And, uh, we're talking about a disc called GC clusters, music disc, volume seven, wadu agaki no mizu mashi tokushu last minute effort inflated edition. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's been a while since we did a music disc. I think it's been probably about 10 episodes or so. Yeah.
1: Maybe even more. I know our first music disc volume came out, uh, I believe January 1st, 2017. So, uh, I'm pretty sure even if we've done one recently, we're probably still overdue (laughs) for another one.
0: Yeah. You know, these are fun for us to do. Uh, we kind of decided we were gonna do them in the beginning of the year, and we thought we'd maybe do four or five a mm-hmm. year or something like that. So we're a little bit behind schedule, I guess. But you know, these episodes are a little bit less research intensive, and yeah. so we kind of do them when we have more more constrained on time. It's been kind of a rough last five six months. Yeah, for there's us.
1: there's been a lot going on in our personal lives and stuff like that, so it 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 can become difficult uh, with like work and families and 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 stuff like that to balance everything yeah. yeah to find a lot of time uh, to do the really labor intensive episodes like the rpgs and like the series uh, you know where it's like more than one game in uh, an episode but uh, these are always super fun um that are much more music intensive kind of like our uh, expansion pack episodes except for Uh, There's a lot of really awesome original music that you can't hear anywhere else.
0: Yeah, and I'm excited because we have a lot of stuff to kind of showcase today that is definitely on the obscure side, and you might not have heard it. And I'm going to take a guess and say most people probably haven't heard. Uh, But I think that uh, once you hear it, you're going to fall in love with some of these tracks. Uh, Like that first one we came in with, it was called Mayim Mayim Euro Arrange. And it's, it's kind of like a spin on an old Israeli folk mm-hmm. dance. You know, the Mayam Mayam. I, I guess that means like water, water in Hebrew. Sure. And so it's like, I, I actually looked up videos. It's kind of got this little dance and everything. Uh-huh. And uh, so this was a Euro arranged version of that. And uh, it doesn't sound identical at all. But it's. I I thought it was pretty fun.
1: Now now that you mention it, it, there was something about this track that felt very familiar. Like I heard it somewhere or this was based on something. Um, I didn't pick up on that uh, ahead of time, but uh, I did think that uh, it had this feeling to it that I recognized from somewhere. But uh, it was just really fun. Lots of really cool stereo panning. Uh, There was a lot of variety. I liked when there was the really minimal parts that kind of sounded... Like the
0: cowbell? Like the... Yeah, and like in that area,
1: there was like a... uh, just like the beat that was going on just kind of reminded me of those like Casio keyboards that had all the the programmable (laughs) beats and then you could like do stuff on top
0: of it. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah.
1: But uh, when it came into full swing, I really, really enjoyed uh, this track a lot.
0: Yeah, the reason why we wanted to start with this track is because it's also the menu music. Uh, It wasn't intended to be, but Geppel, the the main guy, we'll talk about him in a second, uh, he was like, "Uh, sorry, Senor M, I'm stealing this and using it for the menu and that's what ended up happening. But it's really cool. It's a great way to... Um, Get you into, you know, you pop this disc in and uh, your intention for buying this originally was to listen to music and you're greeted with this song that's really, you know, dancey and kind of happy and Mm -hmm. kind kind of silly at the same time. I think it's a great selection for that.
1: Yeah, and it starts out really quickly too. Like it has that little that little stereo pan section right there in the beginning, and then it just bursts right into the song, which I think is really cool because it kind of like you pop in the disc, it kind of it's getting going. You're not maybe not ready for the song yet, and then uh, you know first couple seconds, and then just explodes into this really cool you know very euro type song. Yeah. It's really
0: neat. Yeah. So this track was actually composed by Senor M. And uh, he was one of the members of this group. So let's kind of talk about the disc real quick before we talk about GC clusters. This was their seventh volume to come out. And it's a two disc set, one program disc that handles like the menu and has um, you know different data on it, has the information, uh, pretty much everything PMD all that good stuff. And then it has another disc that contains the PCM samples. So it's a two disc set, contains 35 tracks. Now 13 of those are original tunes and the remaining are all covers of existing songs. Some songs that you may know, they're very familiar. We're gonna hear a few of those today. And then uh, some of those are a little more on the obscure side, I think right,
1: mm-hmm. and that's always great too because you'll you get to hear some of the songs that you know. I'm thinking a past one we had like some Castlevania and stuff like that, and it's like oh my god, this sounds amazing on the PC88. And then uh, you get to hear some stuff that you've never heard of, and uh, it isn't a cover of anything. So they get to really explore how crazy the system
0: can be. Right, and there's a lot of influence from other games and stuff as well. So I think it's it's very fitting to be on a video game music show because. That was kind of the intention. A lot right. of these guys wanted to become, just like Kaja wanted to become a video game musician. And uh, this was kind of like their basically their resume. Right. Right. So uh, we're going to be listening to a lot of stuff that's uh, going to be fun and new and uh, kind of talk more about GC Clusters. So this group, they released seven discs in total, um, all released in 1991. However, because of some. I guess internal conflicts and naming stuff. They didn't. They weren't really a fan of the name. I don't know mm. why they chose it to begin with. But it's GC clusters with a Z. How, it can't get much cooler than that. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, with a Z. Um, but yeah. So because of this uh, this naming conflict that they had. The group dissolved around 1992, just a year later, which is why we didn't see anything else from them at this time, uh, at least under this group name.
1: Yeah, there was actually a successor group that formed shortly after GCE Clusters disband called Oyama no Taisho, which had basically the same members, but that also dried up a few months after producing several more
0: discs. Right. Um, Oyama no Taisho, that's not a good meaning in Japanese. It's kind of like... It's its its hard to translate, but it's kind of like... A, like we're the shit, you're not kind of thing. Oh. Like, I, I mean, it's definitely a sarcastic kind of thing. They're they're mm-hmm. not trying to be like, you know, flaunting like how amazing they are. But it's it's just a funny, not good meaning name. I I, I don't know why they thought that was better, but you know, whatever. Yeah. It's kind of rad. Uh, GC Clusters. Um, what's what's cool about them is they actually reunited uh, under GC Clusters that name in 2000 to produce GC Clusters Memorial Works one through four, I believe, all on CD. That's awesome. I mean, it's only, what, 10 years later or nine years later, but they they got together because these were pretty popular discs, Mm -hmm. and so... Being able to kind of put them all into a compilation album is is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, even though they were only together as uh, as GC clusters for a year and as the other group for you know several months, uh, they produced a lot of music. I mean, this disc alone has thirty five tracks. So yeah, I mean that, and they put out seven discs in that one year as GC clusters. So I mean, they had a ton of music to, to work from. So despite the ability to kind of settle on names and in <laughs> squash disputes right. like that, they put together a lot of music all as as one. You know, cohesive groups. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Now there were uh, there was a, a large number of members. There was like five or six mm-hmm. guys.
1: Yeah. There was Anima, who was a composer and the programmer for the machine code subroutines, uh, which we found out in the notes in the on the disc, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. There was also Pintaro, Senior M, Kobuhei, and Tetsuya Otani, who all did composition,
0: arrangements, and the music programming. Right. So all that PMD, you know, MML stuff. They're all they're all. I mean, these are young guys mm-hmm. and they're all figuring it out. And, you know, the documentation is kind of like kind of wishy-washy. So pretty, pretty awesome. Um, and most importantly in the group, there was Geppel, also pronounced Geppodun or GPLN. Uh, in the last music disc installment, we talked about Kemmel, you mm-hmm. know, and how he was kind of like the head honcho for Firecracker and, uh, you know, that Dojin group. For GC clusters, it was Geppel. He was the leader of the group, and he also was the main programmer and did, you know, a good portion of the compositions as well. He started in the Dojin scene in 1990 by creating the group, and said that he was kind of fortunate because that's about the time that the Dojin kind of community was thriving. It was getting popular, and he got really famous for his stuff, like real quick, because right. there just wasn't a ton of like content out there yet, and so. He fell into it the perfect time, I think, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, for his benefit. So uh, he's still actively doing stuff like compositions and arrangements on the side today and even has a personal site, which is newscraft.com, where he posts posts. Uh, you know, various news about Dojin Activity and CD releases and stuff that he's working on.
1: Yeah, that's really awesome. And like you touched on, he produces some CDs for both composed and arranged music and has contributed to over 40 albums, which is quite a lot. (laughs) Uh,
0: I mean, over, you know, the course of 26 years or something like that, it's a lot because, you know, 2017 and the guy's still, you know, tapping away at, at writing tunes it's it's awesome Awesome yeah, to see.
1: yeah and most recently he worked on an album titled love chiptune uh with even some pokemon go arrangements and stuff like that <laughs> and even post stuff on soundcloud and a lot of that being opna stuff as well
0: yeah was there music in pokemon go i don't know i never played pokemon go i think i like tried it once and uh i don't know i'm just yeah
1: i'm, I'm sure there was something in there there's there's, there's uh, some kind
0: of music in there pokemon go range and i gotta listen to that uh yeah we'll post links to his website and stuff uh on the on the show notes Mm -hmm. for this let's get into a cover track so we're going to kind of go original track the first one we heard was original right and we'll listen to a cover track and then we'll go back to original and kind of flip-flop uh so the next track what do we got james
1: yeah so next up we have a cover of air battle from thundercross 2 on the arcade arranged by geppel
0: Right, that was Air Battle from Thundercross 2 in the arcade, composed by Mikio Saito, arranged by Geppel for GC Clusters Music Disc Volume 7. And, uh, I, I just thought this was a ton of fun.
1: Yeah, I, I think this track was was very fun, very fast paced, and and exciting. I loved the pulse that kind of goes from ear to ear right in the beginning. I mm-hmm. thought that was a really cool start to this track. Yeah. The only problem I had was those those single drum hits were really
2: a, a- little
0: on the uh, overpowering side. Yeah, I was gonna. That was like the the two words I wrote down. <laughs> I yeah. only, my notes were kind of weak on this one, but like I wrote down bass and crash at the same time equals loud. Yeah, <laughs> it,
1: it was a little overpowering, especially since there was so many cool, subtle things going on in the background during that. Yeah, kind of um, like those
0: uh, those graduating like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Sound. Like I like that. Yeah.
1: yeah, but other than that, I mean, this this track was really a lot of fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit.
0: Yeah, you know, it's a big difference from the the original, which was done on the YM2151, mm-hmm. and uh, also used the Konami sampling chip. The what is it? Ko53260 something something like that. Yeah, but. I thought this version was really well done otherwise. I mean, like, the game came out. It was a Konami game released in 1991. So they must have gone to, like, either bought a CD and just listened to it over and over or gone to the arcade and just listened to it. Now, we've heard composers say that they went to arcades
1: and they would ask people if they could record them playing the game. So, right, uh, right, right. I don't remember which composer that was, but I was like, oh man, that's so amazing. Uh, and it might have been, was that Kaja?
0: No, no. no. Uh, maybe he did too. I remember he said he went over to his friend's house and they listened to the tape over uh, okay. and over. But I want to uh, see. There say was, it was
1: someone that said that they, they would actually ask people to. Oh, you arcade. know what? It was Abo. Oh Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He was like, yeah, I would like just go up to people and be like, hey, do you mind if I uh, Tape this while you're playing? <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: so I mean that that would be pretty cool to to be able to ask like how did you you know Come up with this arrangement so quickly after this game was released
0: Yeah, it, it had to be that they released the uh, the soundtrack on on tape or something uh, 1991 it was probably still tapes or mini disc <laughs> yeah. or something, uh, but yeah cool track. Uh, I thought it was it was fun. It was. It's a little bit different. Do you want to hear a second of the original? Yeah. Just to kind of compare.
1: Yeah, it's always great to hear because you can kind of hear the the touches and and it reminds you of the original track. But when you actually hear the original track, you can hear how different they actually are.
0: Yeah. So this is uh this uh, is we'll just play like ten seconds or so. Yeah, you know, I I think, I mean, the original, I think, is the best, but it was a cool way to hear it. I mean, Mm -hmm. normally, uh, these, those kind of synthy organ tones, we didn't really get in the, in that arranged version. still, I still think it was an excellent, an excellent job. But uh, anyways, I think uh, the, the important thing is, you know... These guys, they were all young, you know. Mm-hmm. They were all like either high school students or just getting into college, and they were just doing something kind of fun on the side, releasing these music discs. This one specifically was released on December twenty third of nineteen ninety one, so right at the tail end, it was their yeah. last one uh, for the PC eighty eight zero one, and uh, this was using the Soundboard two expansion or the YM twenty six zero eight OPNA, and used the PMD version three point three. That's the Professional Music Driver that we have referenced. Countless times mm-hmm. and we will continue to reference by Kaja, who we had on our whole chaser episode. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, now uh realizing that this came out just you know a few days before the end of 1991 it makes the subtitle of this disc make a little bit more sense with the last minute effort inflated edition so yeah uh, i'm sure there was like they just compiled all the tracks that they had that didn't make it in a previous disc as well as new music yeah and and they just kind of shoveled it out yeah we want to get this out this year um it's just a few days left so let's let's do it but um and and also to kind of touch on the Kaja thing, I think we're gonna to have to have him on again so we can not reference Hole Chaser as much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the music was great, but the game was oh my god, kind of yeah. a joke. Um, but yeah, these guys—they're just having a lot of fun doing this. And uh, I was kind of looking through some of the notes in the disc, some of the different. They have the way it's laid out is you—you you pop in the uh, the disc for the program, you pop in the the PCM sample disc in disc two, and uh, you let everything load. You get the menu. Um, you can listen to the tracks individually one by one. each one has kind of a little summary about it, uh, which is where we're getting the information that yeah. we're gonna be you know kind of spitting out to you uh, throughout the episode. And then there's um, there's one where you can choose songs individually. And there's also like um, things for information about the the members, you know different right. composers, the composers, artists in this disc uh, about the group. and also they review other discs, like other music discs, other Dojin you know collections and stuff. So uh, there's a lot of info in there and yeah yeah so it's kind of fun to go through and kind of look look into history like i mean 1990 it's not like you know a thousand years ago but it's yeah it it might as well be it's like you know 20 some odd years ago now and so it just feels like kind of vintage at this point
1: oh man yeah it's approaching 30 years ago
0: (laughs) oh i know i know i know man uh man it makes me feel old too you know. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, these guys, they just, they had a lot of fun doing it. They, uh, there was um, some references in the notes that they actually were friends from high school and yeah, it they, makes just, sense. they just kind of stuck together. At least Geppel and Senor M, uh, they knew each other for a long time. The other guys they probably met, you know, through mutual friends or whatever.
1: Yeah. Or even it's other people that they come across in the doujin scene, because it seems like they, they had their ear to the ground as to what other people were doing.
0: Well, yeah, and they would all kind of gather at these pasokets or kamikets, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's where they would kind of mingle and do all this, you know, group activity, and they would introduce themselves to other groups, and it was just kind of like this huge community of fandom around the kind of indie scene in Japan at this time. But let's go ahead and get into another original. All right, so this next track is called Shooting Opening, which is original composed by Geppel, uh, shooting opening, it doesn't really reference a specific game. It's kind of like your generic shooter. Right. So it was just going for like an opening theme that kind of captures that that shooter spirit, I guess. Yeah. All right. So let's take a listen and we'll be right back. Oh.
1: You just heard an original track
0: from Geppel called Shooting Opening from GC Cluster's
1: Music Disc Volume 7.
0: I really like this oh, track. Yeah. I think it was a lot of fun. Now, it starts off a little subdued. It's got that, like, kind of twinkly, like, you don't know what's going to happen. Something right. sinister's, something sinister's cooking, you know? Right. And then it, you get that, that almost blast-off feel. So mm-hmm. I, I get the shooter vibe right oh, away. Oh, yeah,
1: I get the shooter vibe as well.
0: Um, the samples, to me, sound a little bit muffled. Uh, it doesn't sound like they're very high quality, but that's not necessarily true. I think what it is is, it's there's a lot of noise, mm-hmm. um, and this reminds me of kind of uh, like Toshiaki Sakoda's style, mm-hmm. where it's it's very there's very heavy distortion, and it right. creates this like it's almost like fog on top of the the track, mm-hmm. and then like every now and then. Uh, you know a certain instrument will emerge, but it retains this like this haze. Yeah, and, and it's kind of a cool thing Yeah, there's like a
1: um, like an electricity to the right. whole thing like there's a little bit of a uh, Almost like a buzzing that is kind of like makes you feel uncomfortable uh, I thought this track was very heavy and dark and I really really enjoyed that I thought the the opening part was really cool how it you weren't quite sure what was gonna happen and Then it just was like sinister like just dawns on you. It's like, <laughs> yeah, Oh my God, this like is really
0: Satan spawn just emerges. Yeah. Right
1: now there was some parts in this track that uh, I, I looked up to you and, and said that uh, uh, it reminded me of like a Sonic, um, like a Sonic track where you're like, you're, I don't remember if it's like you're approaching, Robotnik, or if it's like a little cutscene where I think like it's
0: where Robotnik is, is flying in, and yeah, it's like that, yeah, it's like, yeah, do do
1: do do do, like it reminds me of that, and which isn't bad, and I know that Sonic was huge, you know, in the '90s, so uh, I don't know if was Sonic out yet, in not, 91?
0: oh, maybe, yeah, maybe Sonic will okay. yeah, Sonic, yeah,
1: uh, but. uh I thought it was a very cool track. I really enjoyed how dark and heavy, and I really liked the real grunginess to this
0: one as well. Yeah, I think that this track is uh, an excellent shooter, and it's it, this could have easily been in a game. Mm-hmm. Like, totally. I mean, these guys have some talent. Like, yeah. this really is... I, I think this is an excellent showcase of what we can learn and explore from like these music disc volumes, for sure. Yeah.
1: Because I think it's one thing to be able to take and rearrange an existing track, but then to make a, an original track that's this cool and to be that young and push it towards a specific genre, it wasn't just like, oh, it just happened to sound like a shooter game. It was like the goal was to make a shooter uh, shooter track. And I mean, like you said, would fit great in a game, especially towards the end of a game
0: where you're coming up on the last couple bosses or the final boss or something like that. So Or uh, even something with a wicked cutscene, mm-hmm. you know, that starts off kind of like the, I was just going to say like, like Musha or something, you know, it has yeah. like that wicked intro that anime intro Mm -hmm. to it uh i think that would fit perfect as well yeah so you know i wanted to bring up that the pc 88 that this was written on most of it was done on geppel's personal machine uh which was a pc 8801 ma which is the second model released to have a sound card upgrade and the soundboard as well included, uh, the first one being the 8801FA model. And this was released in 1987. So I mean, this is a very old right. machine. Uh, it's already four years old since the release of this, of uh, five years old since right. the release of this this music disc and they're still you know working on it.
1: Yeah, and in computer world, that's ancient.
0: That's ancient, but at this time, you know, s- machines were moving a little bit slower. There was a lot of moving, uh, a lot emerging, but it was very incremental right. at this time. So uh, I don't think it mattered too much. Now, in the notes, he does mention that he wanted to buy a 386. And uh, he, you know, he had a 286 VJ, which was like some Epson machine, I guess. Uh, he wanted to buy a 386 uh, to get a little bit better processor and stuff. And he was so excited about having a coprocessor. Uh, but because he was broke, he couldn't afford it. And so he continued using uh, his 286 and uh, doing everything on the 80 one MA instead of getting like a you know, PC 98 and moving on stuff mm-hmm. like that as well. But, uh, I think it's pretty cool that he at least made mention like, Hey, this is the machine that I worked on. Here's my yeah. specs. He even says like all the other equipment that he has, like his MIDI device, he's got a super Nintendo. He's got like, um, Just a few different like things in there like a certain keyboard certain speakers. He's got Mm -hmm. all his his is basically his config listed out
1: Yeah, and I think that's very cool, especially for you know a group of people that's so young to have it Documented as well as it is and then to me that also speaks to uh, someone that's proud of what they're doing or is expecting other Dojin groups to listen to them and see you know how do their setups compare and some like right
0: that. right right and you know i also think that was kind of big in the 90s i remember when i was big into i'm still in irc all the time but like like there was like forms and stuff and bbs's and stuff and you would always have in your sig your signature that uh you know your computer specs and like mm-hmm. what you had and like i remember that being a really big things like you know touting like the hardware that you had oh yeah
1: I mean so. uh being on twitch that's all over everybody's bio I mean, oh, that, most people oh it's have still like, it's still still a thing yeah most no, people have hip, like dude, what processor and all the you know it's all the way sometimes <laughs> down to what type of keyboard and mouse and things like that so
0: yeah All right, so let's get into our next track. We have a cover next, I believe. Mm -hmm. What do we got?
1: Next up, we have a cover of Battlefield, which is the bonus stage music from Space Harrier on the Arcade, originally composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi and arranged by Kobohei.
0: All right, that was Battlefield from Space Harrier in the Arcade, originally composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi, and this time arranged by Kobuhei for GC Clusters Music Disc Volume 7.
1: Super fun, like toe tapping, oh, exciting. so good. I mean the music from Space Hair is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and you know, they they so far have picked some some really cool tracks to do covers of and uh, this is so great and so synthy and clean. Um, uh,
0: that just that swing to it yeah. is just it's it's so toe tapping awesome. Yeah. You know? Uh, I you know, I was listening, I was like, man, I, I remember the the original being good I, I've listened to it a million times mm-hmm. and I was like man this one is a lot heavier in the you know obviously the percussion line and uh, but otherwise it sounds you know it sounds pretty identical mm-hmm. and then I listened to the original yeah do, do you want to listen real quick yeah and then I was like man there's a difference there's there a big difference. difference yeah It's not. It's not as full. I mean, I guess I know the soundtrack so well, so it's always sounded like really, you know, rich and awesome. Because right. it's got, it, you know, it's using the YM twenty two hundred three and Sega PCM. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always thought, oh man, this is so rich. But you hear it on the twenty six hundred eight, and it does sound just even though it's arrangement, you know, it does sound like extra heavy hitting. Yeah. You know?
1: uh, to me, it was so funny because I was I was thinking like, uh, all right, like I knew it was going to sound different, and then. Like I knew like just knew it. It was gonna sound different, but it sounded so different. It remind for some reason it reminded me of the movie Twins. And the original what? version is Danny DeVito, and uh, this this rearranged version by Cobo Hay is like the Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> like, like they're they're twins. They 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 share the same DNA, but one is just got all the good stuff. <laughs> oh,
0: you know, and, and it's really hard to tell unless you do a side by side. You know, I I know the soundtrack so well. And when I heard this, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I know this track. This is totally an updated. Yeah. You know, kind of I guess enhanced percussion line. You know, but otherwise pretty much the same no mm-hmm. it's so different you yeah know? and so uh it's really cool to, to kind of hear those side by side i think
1: oh yeah i love hearing the comparisons like that because you just can't tell until until you see you hear them right beside it, each other,
0: it it's so. it's hard anyways let's uh check out our next track this is another original composed by Senor m and it's shooter first place name entry and uh we'll be right back
1: you just heard random shooter first place name entry composed by senior M for GC clusters music disc volume 7
0: this is uh, totally fun to listen to oh, it's yeah. almost comical I like it
1: yeah I mean it, it makes sense for a name entry especially first place name entry yeah. that uh, you know it's very happy and bright like you did it all right put in your initials and uh, you know that's this is the best you've ever done this is cool <laughs> yeah yeah
0: so. I, I was kind of I was kind of laughing when I was listening because going back to the the twins <laughs> And then like I was thinking so when I, I was kind of researching for this episode We played that first track that Mayim Mayim mm-hmm. that you know Israeli folk dance I was watching and like they do this thing with their hands where they kind of move them back and forth and I was imagining You know Schwarzenegger and DeVito kind of doing that together to this song <laughs> and it was just like so like I couldn't help it. I was just bursting up laughing um, but in the notes It's kind of funny, too. He mentions that um, there was some dispute whether this sounds too close to Mm Airbuster, which is a 1990 Namco published arcade game by Kaneko composed by Tatsuya Watanabe. And he says, you know, a lot of people said, oh, you know, it's really similar to Airbuster. It kind of has that sound. And he says, I don't mind it at all. It doesn't bother me. I'm strong, I'm taking my calcium pills every day. <laughs> like, what? And then he even goes on to say like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. And then you know, just, these guys are just having too much fun.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's, it's cool. I think, uh, especially for something like this, it's not like he was actually in a game, so I don't think there's any uh, any trouble to be yeah. too, a little too close. And I mean, we've seen tracks that have actually been published in games that have uh, an eerie resemblance to something else, but uh,
0: I think this track was just super fun. Yeah, the synth, I mean, it has a very 80s synth Mm -hmm. kind of sound. I like it.
1: And it, once again, this works perfectly for the idea of where it would be placed in a game.
0: You know what this sounds like it could be? It could be like the name entry screen for like a golf game or something. Yeah. Like almost like Neo Turf Turf Masters or something, you know, something that has that kind of awesome jazzy right poppy that, feel already that, you know like say that
1: first shooter track that we played uh, this would be a little bit too bright and fun yeah. in juxtaposition to you know the the actual level music so yeah i could see something that's a little bit less heavy in its tone of gameplay so
0: yep well let's get into our next cover track what do we got james
1: So next up, we have a cover of Talisman Underground Dungeon from Caesarian on the PC-8801, which uh, there was a lot of composers involved in that soundtrack, but this one was composed by Yuzo Koshiro and arranged by Geppel.
0: That was a cover of Talisman Underground Dungeons from Sorcerian on the PC-8801 or the Sharp X1 Turbo. They came out on a bunch of different Mm -hmm. systems, so it's hard to tell where they took the inspiration from, but it could have been any of them. It doesn't matter. Uh, Anyways, yeah, that was, we believe, composed by Yuzo Koshiro, and it was arranged by Geppel for GC Clusters Music Disc Volume 7.
1: This track, I mean, there's just so many good things to say about it. I mean, it's... It's so subtle and complex all at the same time. It has so many great little sections, while the whole song feels like one cohesive song. Right. But there's just such great variety mixed in there. And it's just, I mean, it it definitely feels like the uh, the original track helped allow it to be really complex and, you know, kind of like come across as very masterful.
0: You know, I think that I like what the bass is doing. And I think that's a... a Compositional technique that Koshiro's kind of—he does a lot where it'll be like the bass will be in the background, it'll be a little bit subtle, and then it'll like during a break of the melody, it'll kind of emerge. So mm-hmm. that's where you get that that riff that's like, and it'll just like pop out. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that um, that trait about um, his style of music, or um, you know whoever composed it, but it does it does sound that does sound very Koshiro right. to me, and I think that um capturing it on the soundboard too. Uh, he He did a really great job arranging this track.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think that um, the the subtle complexity is something that reminds me of Kushiro's as, as well, that uh, at first, you know maybe at first listen, you're like, "Oh, this track is something." You know, relatively simple. It's it's kind of cool and catchy, but then there's so much to dive into. And as you listen to it more, it kind of peels away, and you're just like, "Wow, that was really cool," or "That was, you know, mm-hmm. I almost didn't catch that, and that was what made that part so awesome." And um, so, I mean, this this track, it's like um, like an art student going to a museum and doing a copy of another painting. Like, it may not be as good as that copy, but it's going to probably be one of the best things you've ever
0: made. So. Yeah, it's still going to be awesome no matter what. Uh, anyways let's get into our next track this is another original and this is kind of a unique one for this episode because it's uh it's only using psg it's called Mm. three voices brings me to tears composed by geppel
1: Just heard psg three voices bring me to
0: tears composed by Geppel. now this track i i really liked this a lot because uh first of all it's so different mm-hmm. than anything we've listened to before but at the same time it has you know a ton of complexity just in those those three voice channels and right. i think that it was composed very well it reminds me of almost like an early RPG or maybe like a kind of gives me a little bit of the nightmare series kind of feeling to but maybe maybe Fesando or something like that mm-hmm. as well. I liked it.
1: Oh yeah, I thought this track was very cool. Um I expected to hear something a little bit uh like slower or more somber. Right. Um it was
0: a little upbeat. Yeah. yeah. Uh
1: it I thought it was also very um fun and surprisingly dynamic. Um, for just being PSG. Mm-hmm. When I was thinking about it, like if in like a game sense, it seems like it was a little bit more complex than what other games on just PSG only systems were know, doing. Yeah, right. like say like the uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color or the Game Gear or something like that. It, it seemed like it was too complex for what would be allowed in a game. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I loved hearing what. The, the PSG by itself could do. I mean, that was very very cool. And right. You could see that. I mean, they, this PSG by itself can drive an entire song in a really good way.
0: Right. I mean, there's not really any percussion. It's just just those those really strong kind of harmonizing minor chords, mm-hmm. just kind of playing over each other over and over. And I think that's kind of why it's like brings me to tears. It's kind of like has a like a sad feeling to it, even though it's you know it's really a beat. Uh, I, I think that's kind of maybe what he was going for more of like a, like desperation, you know, wandering through a forest mm-hmm. or something rather than, you know, just like this, you know, I just lost the love of my life kind of, you know, feel right. So.
1: well, and it is kind of hard with, uh, you know, like a system, like the Neo Geo pocket color to get like something real dark and somber because everything seems to come
0: out so bright and fun. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, 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 everything sounds happy is immediately yeah. coming out of the system. So. Yeah, uh, Geppel did uh, have a few notes in there. He said when he was listening to a tape of the X sixty eight thousand game Algarna, uh I guess he was kind of inspired and mm-hmm. and he was like, I wonder how this would sound all done on you know just just PSG. And so he kind of used that as inspiration to make this track.
1: Yeah. So and it's always great to see someone put uh, very strict limitations on what they can do compared to what was available to them at the time, and see what comes out of those limitations which the song was a really neat track
0: yeah i wonder what that tape looked like you know it was like like an actual cassette tape of an x68000 that's pretty cool yeah 1991 already at least cds were around by then man right? yeah
1: <laughs> well i mean you see some people they they hang that's around right. with
0: uh and in japan was very late to the cd thing they were more into the mini disc i uh-huh. think that that carried on a lot longer so maybe that's why
1: well, my dad still uses DVDs and prefers full screen version <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> widescreen. <laughs>
0: awesome, awesome. Uh, so let's get into our next track. This is another cover. It's called "Kaze no Okurimono" or "Gift of the Wind" from Stage One of Daytona Twin B in the arcade, and this was arranged by Tetsuya Ohtani. <laughs> That was Gift of the Wind from Stage 1 of Deitana Twinbee in the Arcade. This was originally composed by Hidenori Maezawa, Masai Nakashima, Mitsuru Yamane, and others from the Konami Kukeha Club. And arranged by Tetsuya Otani.
1: That's the first track we've heard from Otani on uh, this uh, music this volume. Right. So it's very cool. Um, I haven't played a ton of Twin Twinbee, but this... This track really reminds me of what I remember from the game. Well, you know the soundtrack probably yeah. better than the game, yeah. Yeah, and it just it felt very Twin B to me, very fun, exciting. Um, you know, a lot of games get remembered for their you know title screens and stage one music, so right. I think that's that also helps make it feel very Twin B. Uh-huh. Um, but I just I just liked it. This maybe was a little bit more grand and had a little bit more uh, dynamic changes than I remember, but. I think that this track still captured the tone for what I remember. Well, the do game. you want to listen to
0: it? Oh, it's, yeah. using, it's using uh, what we mentioned earlier, the Konami um, uh, sampler chip and the YM2151. So let's take a quick listen from the arcade version. No, I think I'm more familiar with the PC Engine version mm. of this game. It was released on everything, like Sharp x oh, thousand. Yeah. I, I, I think that um, the arcade version, it, it's it, it's a good soundtrack, but I think that the um, everything is kind of overpowered and you lose a lot of the subtleties. This one still has a, a even more grand feel to it, you know. But like I said, you you kind of lose some of the background right, noise right. that that we actually heard a lot more clear in uh in this cover
1: oh yeah the cover that was one of the things that i did pick up on was that there was some really cool stuff going on in the background where that (laughs) that Mm -hmm. you know forefront melody was really nice and clean but then there was some really
0: subtle stuff going on back there you can hear like the slides and stuff very very clean very pronounced Mm -hmm. versus in the original um it's a great soundtrack don't get me wrong but it, you you kind of lose a little bit of that because th- they focus more on the the percussion I think in this in, mm-hmm. in the original arcade version.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, and it could also have to do with uh, That original track came out in the arcade so everything had to be loud and in the front to be able to compete with everything else and very true this track could have you know This arrangement could have allowed for someone to be listening to the music without sound effects and other people walking around and stuff so um, it, it would be interesting to see if you know, if, if that were the case, but uh, I, I really like this track. The original, like you said, is great, but it, it was awesome. I mean, yeah. Um, so let's move on to our next track. Next up, we have an original from Senior M called Opening Track from Demon 2.
0: That was the opening track from demon 2 composed by senior m wow
2: what, what an
0: awesome track <laughs> wow yeah, yeah that was that was incredible
1: yeah that, in the beginning part i mean you could feel that something was going to happen like that like this there was a lot to that really short beginning but you could feel that like something was on the horizon that it was coming and this track just explodes and it's fast-paced. It's really wild. It's got this really cool percussion that's you know heavy, kind of filling up the background with that really high, like, uh, like you know, like drawn-out notes. It was just really cool, and right. I really loved towards the end where the high notes get really high and really take over. And I was yeah. like, that was really cool.
0: Yeah, I like the call and response. You got that uh, that one FM channel that's just kind of like da 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 da, and then then like I, it's either PSG or just other FMs just. Da, 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 you know in mm-hmm. the background that's this is a great track now something about that so the game is demon 2 and we said this is original it's kind of out of place right mm-hmm. well i guess this was for an rpg his school club was doing it was originally made for the pc 98 mm-hmm. and uh i mean they were in high school yeah these kids and he was like oh yeah you know i want to do like a full rpg da, 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 da. but i mean they did this at like I think it was a culture club or something like cultural festival for the school or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I probably should read through the notes again to to clarify. But he basically, uh, you know, presented this and and it was in their in their you know school club game. And uh, I mean, uh, there's stuff that we've heard on the show by like very experienced composers. That doesn't even touch this man. Yeah, like this is really, really good, and this is some high school guy. Yeah, you know, I'm really like
1: sure, like the game Demon 2 is probably not good, and then this is just like, what the heck? Like, yeah, this is so insane.
0: And and you know, like again, it, at this time, everything had to be written in MML. It, yeah. This wasn't like a tracker or something. You know, it right. wasn't just making like you know doing it all in like MIDI or this whatever. A crazy skill. This is incredible. Yeah, and and like this this is my favorite track on this disc. But I was just mm-hmm. like what you yeah. know and it i don't know it kind of made my jaw drop a little bit oh yeah very no. cool
1: and there was um there was like a one of the samples one of the the, the things in the background of the percussion it sounded almost it had an odd sound to it it almost sounded like maybe it was being played in reverse or like like it felt like um it felt like the sound was backwards uh like it felt like it was going up instead of down or something i don't know it was it was weird there was like a really cool oddness to this track that I, that really
0: kind of sucked me in right in the beginning huh i have to go back and listen to uh and i definitely will a few more times yeah uh <laughs> all right so we got our final arranged track to play this is from uh, a really well-known game called raiden densetsu which is the fm towns version of raiden and uh the track's called galleon tree originally composed by akira sato and arranged by pintaro for gc clusters music disc volume seven
1: heard Galleon Tree from Raiden Densetsu, originally composed by Akira Sato, arranged by Pintaro.
0: Yeah, this is... Uh, well. I mean, Raiden Densetsu is uh, already an awesome soundtrack, so yeah. as long as they didn't really change much, it's still going to be excellent. Oh, yeah. Fun track.
1: Yeah, I think this was a, a really nice cover of this track. I think it was very solid. There was no real major issues uh, like that first uh, cover One, that we heard where yeah. it had the, the drums were just a little too... To promise, yeah. but uh, I think this was a great track, and like you said, Ryden has just got some amazing music. Yeah, but I did notice. I don't know if it's just the tracks that that were picked for this episode, or if this disc
0: in general has a shooter. It does kind of have a more of a shooter. Now, yeah, because there's um, that's right. There's some uh, tracks from Cotton on there and mm-hmm. stuff as well. Uh, there was a there was a track from Street Fighter Two. Um, but I, I, was driving me nuts. So I was like, <laughs> "We got, we can't put this one in." Well, um, I mean, shooters, very good.
1: shooters have amazing music in general. So I could see that, uh, especially in the arcade genre,
0: of a lot of these games seem to be pulled from. And uh, they have a lot of energy too. Yeah. And I think you know, these younger guys, they're all about you know just like moving a million miles an hour, and that's yeah. kind of maybe where it came from. Uh, yeah, excellent, excellent track. And I think we've had uh, just a, a lot of really good covers versus the original stuff yeah. today. It was a good mix. Yeah, I think the the covers were solid and those originals were, some of them were just so amazing. Yeah. All right. So today we covered GC Clusters Music Disc Volume 7 for our Pixelated Audio Music Disc Volume 3. Yep. Uh, For the PC 88, also titled Waru Agaki no Mizu Mashi Tokushu Last Minute Effort Inflated Edition. And it was composed by Anima, Pintaro, Senior M, Kobuhei, and Tetsuya Otani. Uh, And the main composer, the main guy of the group was Geppel.
1: Yeah, if you want to know more about our show, you can check us out online at pixelatedaudio.com for all of our show notes and track lists. We can also be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Pixelated Audio.
0: Yeah, and if you want to leave some comments on the website, uh, if you like this episode, if you like what we're doing with the music disc volumes, uh, kind of this little mini continuous series that we're doing, uh, let us know your thoughts and any kind of feedback you want to give us is always awesome and appreciated. And if you want to help support the show, you can head over to patreon.com pixelated audio. Uh, throw a few dollars our way. That's always uh, appreciated and helps support the show directly. Want to give a shout out to some of our newest Patreons. There is Game Cool and Christopher Andrews. So thank you guys very much for your support and uh, letting us know that you like the show.
1: Yeah, it's always great. It's great to know that people are enjoying the show enough to, you know, put some money towards it. Yeah, we're almost uh,
0: totally what three years into it mm-hmm. got a little bit more to go almost 100 episodes in no we've been doing it for three years right yeah, right. yeah over three years <laughs> oh my god uh, three Where, years where's the time July? go yeah. yeah that's right wow man i'm now I'm, I'm just getting old i've aged with this show <laughs> yeah. uh, no, i
1: definitely have gotten quite a bit more gray hair since we started this show <laughs> uh, i'm not saying it's directly related to the show but the show has caused some of these gray hairs i'm sure <laughs> uh, but like you said we're we're really approaching 100 episodes we have a huge backlog um, we have some amazing recent episodes. If you haven't heard them, like our Cuphead episode, we can't believe we had Christopher Madigan on the show, the composer of right. Cuphead, as well as the current world record holder for the speedrun of the game, TMR. Um, there's also That was fun. That was yeah. a fun episode.
0: Oh, yeah. That was a, a very fun episode. A lot of, uh, th- there's a lot of really great information that we learned from um, Christopher Madigan. Mm-hmm. Like he, just every track, he had a ton of stuff to say about it and it was all really unique in, to that particular track I like yeah. that yeah.
1: and then some of the other good ones we've had l- recently are Yurei-kun which I actually was not on because I was unfortunately sick yeah. um, and then uh, we had a surprising uh, really
0: fun obscure RPG called Brain Lord that was yeah. just a really good time yeah yeah uh, do you want to bring up we were giving a copy of Cuphead away and the winner was Cameron Mount yeah. we actually posted on the site We did random number generator and he popped up so uh, congrats on getting a, a free copy of Cuphead Hope you enjoy the game. Yeah, uh, l- you can listen to the episode again if you like yeah. and, and <laughs> yeah. Go with yeah. it.
1: Yeah, studio MDHR was you know, you know, so gracious to give us copies to, to hand out. So yeah, that, that was a really cool thing
0: Yeah uh, we do have one final track Taking out the show It's an original It's called Doyo no Yoru wa Osawagi uh, And that's kind of like The fuss About like What's the fuss about Saturday night And I guess uh, <laughs> At these comicettes Or pasiquettes they, uh, They're they all talking about Saturday night That's when they're gonna do Like their copy party And they're gonna mm-hmm. You know Copy each other's discs And do all this stuff And like this track Is kind of like a Like a spoof on that It's like What's, what's the deal <laughs> It's like a Seinfeld joke or something <laughs> Anyways Thank you guys so much For listening and we'll see you back in a few weeks for the next episode.